Hello, welcome back to the Adorn Podcast. Hope you had a great summer. We are so excited to be here today with our 100th episode. Hi friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. 100 episodes. Can you believe it? No, I that's crazy. didn't think we would make 20. <laughs> I had high hopes. <laughs> yeah, I guess we didn't really have like a end no, in sight. We no. were just like, let's just go and see yeah, what happens. See what happens. So 100 episodes. So what are we doing today? So today we're going to play clips from some of our most memorable episodes from the first 100 episodes of Adorn Podcast. Yeah, we realize that um, not everyone listening has been there from the mm-hmm. beginning. In fact, yeah. probably most of you haven't. Right. And so these may be some clips that you haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And then you might think, oh, wow, I really want to hear more about that. And you can go back and listen to that entire episode. But just some fun little clips that, you know, kind of in summary of everything we've done on the podcast, we've kind of pulled from yes. some different series uh-huh. to kind of just show, hey, here's some things that we've talked about. Yeah. And as I was listening to these clips, I was like, wow, like God's just so good. Mm. Like his grace to us, um, through each series Mm -hmm. and through the guests that we've had on Mm -hmm. and through our conversations, it was really cool to go back and listen to these clips and just be reminded of God's goodness through this. Yeah. And, um, the beautiful truth in his word. So our first little clip that we're going to play, there's two together, and it's from our series on spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. And the first one is when we had our friend Missy on to talk about silence and solitude. And that was a really um, impactful episode to me because we're in a culture of not a lot of silence (laughs) and solitude. And I think that um, Aaron and I are both, as you know, like auditory processors like we like to talk a lot Mm -hmm. and we have small children that talk a lot so um that episode was was just really good for me to think about and to think about the importance of silence and solitude what what about you I mean I literally just quoted that episode which was a long time ago I quoted it to someone yesterday because one thing Missy said which really stuck with me it's not in this clip but she said um we sometimes need to stop doing for God and just be with God. Yes. And like that goes like, that's so convicting to me because I'm such a doer. And so I think like just seeing Missy, not only talk to us about silence and solitude, but practice it so Mm -hmm. beautifully throughout her life was just such an encouragement to me. So, yeah, I think about earlier on the episode, um, she talked about climbing the mountain Mm -hmm. with, um, Aaron Mm -hmm. and Taylor and Jonathan and just about how like she had to stop like, um, part of the way up, but she just sat, Mm -hmm. just sat in silence with God and was just content. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a similar thing happen to me on a mountain and I can tell you, I was not content. Like (laughs) I was losing my mind. And so for her to find God, like in that silence Mm -hmm. and, um, 
that was just really neat. The second clip from that series is on simplicity. And once again, I feel like this is very like countercultural mm-hmm. to um, our culture today. Things are not simple. Um, and so it's just a good reminder to dig into that discipline and remember like God's heart for like simplicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really um, was encouraged by that episode. Casey really did a beautiful job of um, explaining what it is because I feel like it's one of the disciplines that we kind of just push past because we're like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like we can, yeah. we can study and do prayer or we can even mm-hmm. study or fast or maybe f- try to find space for silence. But it's like, we don't really know how to do simplicity. And so I think that was one that I really learned a lot and was really excited to put some of the things you talked about into practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I keep going back to, I use the word contentment with the silence and solitude. And I think simplicity is a lot about contentment as well. So you'll hear, hear a little bit about that in this clip. The other challenge, which I think is a real one that people don't want to talk about, so we're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Yep, that's what <laughs> we do What's here. in the dark that's into the light, right? Yes. Um, it's a fear of not hearing or experiencing mm. God, right? Yeah. And that's what you're yeah. talking about yes. with the person that you were mentoring, right? Mm-hmm. So being alone with God means we're patiently waiting on him. Mm. Underline, highlight, giant font patiently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> we all may at one time or another fear that God won't seek us or desire to spend time mm. with us, but that's not the case, right? I mean, James mm. 4, 8 very much says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Um, God is always talking to us, but we're not always being still and listening, right? Mm. Um, and Richard Rohr says, he has this great quote, it's, we were already in the presence of God, what's missing is our awareness, right? Um, in mm. that he's always talking, but we're always talking to you. So <laughs> I could not be more true for me. Oh my God. So true. <laughs> we're not giving him the airtime. And he's, yeah. I mean, he can shake us to the ground and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's done that. Mm-hmm. It's Make in the Bible. Quiet. Yeah. But most of the time it's that gentle whisper. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so if you're not quiet, then you're not going to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much reminds me how, you know, School teachers are great at this, how the louder the kids are, the quieter they mm-hmm. talk so that they'll mm-hmm. have to stop and listen, right? It's um, it's Shema, right? Listen, hear, and obey, the Hebrew word. That, that's what it reminds me of, um, silence and solitude, how you're, you're not just listening, but you're hearing and you're mm. obeying, and you're doing all three at the same time as you're focusing on the mm-hmm. Lord. Yeah. Wow. I think that's such a hard one, especially for our culture <laughs> right now. And I can only speak for myself, but we're so used to instant instant gratification microwave give me the fastest car give me social media i want to know everything right now let me google that you know i mean like we talk about we do that all the time there's nothing wrong with that but i think that's what makes that challenge so hard is that we don't want to sit and wait no like the bible tells us to wait you know wait on him wait in him and be still yes and like personally i don't want to do that like if you want to speak to me lord speak to me now like yeah. right. and it's totally something that i need to and want to work on and i'm feeling like major conviction right now because mm. i i do have a hard time with that and i think in our season particularly we're like hurry up tell me lord before my kids come in you know cuz yeah. like i try to get my quiet time done in the morning and then i hear the girls wake up and i'm like lord speak 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 quickly and i don't necessarily create room for that where I should, but I'm like, God, come on, on my time here, please. And yeah, that's not good. But in that moment when you're talking about being interrupted, what do we sometimes call frequent interruptions that take us away from the Lord? It's a D word. Distraction. Distractions. And how often is it that the distractions are probably at some time meant to be the main attraction, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think we often think about that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
but you're right. Like we, we have this immediate sense of gratification mm-hmm. and we feel, um, our time isn't God's time. And so we just feel the pressure and the push, but I think it's in the waiting, although I personally don't enjoy it either, mm-hmm. that that's where a lot of growing in Missy gets done, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. that tension of being in the waiting. Yeah. Yeah. In Mark ten twenty one, it says, And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Luke sixteen thirteen says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And then um, I like this one, and we've talked about this verse before on the show, but this is Paul when he was in prison, and he says, Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And I like that because um, simplicity has a lot to do with contentment. Mm -hmm. And I just, when I think of contentment, I always go back to Paul in prison and how he was just content with where he was. And he knew that... um, through the strength of Christ, he could get through any situation he was put in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that fact about it. I mean, I like all fun facts, but <laughs> I think that's a really good point is that if Jesus talked about it, then we should probably talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And if Jesus talked about it, then it means it's important right. for us. And somewhere I was reading in one of the books that I've been um, reading through, it says, you know, Jesus talked about it a lot in a day and age where they didn't have a lot of possessions. Mm, that's like true. He was with people that that didn't have a lot of things. Right. And so if he talked about it that much around people that didn't have a lot, think about how important it is in our mm. society where we do have a lot of mm-hmm. things. And so I thought that was a neat perspective yeah. too. Yeah. Like it's probably even more important because we do have things. Yeah. So we need to be worried about it. Yeah. More. Yep. That's a good point. So what would you say is the goal of this spiritual discipline of simplicity? So once again, I like how Adele Calhoun said it. She says, it's to uncomplicate and untangle your life so you can focus on what really matters. Mm -hmm. So you say, well, what is it that really matters? Um, I'm actually going to read quite a bit. I'm going to read in Matthew 6, 25 through 33. So just bear with me because it's kind of long. But it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is, um, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so the first goal of simplicity is to seek the kingdom of, kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And once again, that leads to another question, what's the kingdom of God? And I think that this can be kind of complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, Jonathan and I have kind of talked about it a lot, but I think the more I studied it and just the more I pray about it and kind of seek what that really means. And I think it kind of comes down to our other spiritual disciplines that we've talked about in um, seeking the kingdom of God through prayer and through that silence and solitude and just spending time with him. We we haven't talked about meditation, but that's another way. Just spending time with him and truly seeking after his will Mm -hmm. and um, seeking for our hearts to align with his. Um, So simplicity, it's not about legalism. It's both an inward reality and an outward reality. So you think about it in like... If you don't have the inward simplicity, if you're just giving things away and you're just trying to declutter your life, that's just legalism. Mm -hmm. That's just checking off a list, and that's not true simplicity. But if you have the true inward simplicity, if you're just first and foremost seeking the kingdom of God, then you can't help but have that outward fruit show. Mm -hmm. So the next um, clip we're going to pull from is when we walk through the book of Genesis, and I feel like I could say this about a lot of different series we did, but Genesis might be my favorite thing we've done because I feel like it was very unique. There's not a lot of um, formats in places where you can kind of just get that kind of teaching like that in a podcast form. So I think that was that was really neat. And we just, man, we hit some really big topics studying through that. And so that's um, a whole series if you want to go back and listen to it. But our clip today was really fun. I just kind of like on a whim threw it on Casey. I was like, hey, can you summarize the entire book of Genesis in a minute? And she, we hadn't prepared for that or anything. <laughs> and she did fantastic. I'm excited for you guys to hear that. Were you Nervous about that? How yeah, did that go? I think you actually had put it in our notes, and I kept waiting for you to like fill it in, and you never did. Oh, like you thought so I was gonna like, do it? In a yeah, minute. I thought I we see. were gonna do it kind of like together, or we were both gonna <laughs> yeah. do it. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's on me. <laughs> but it was so great, and um, I just loved looking at Genesis like as a whole. Mm-hmm. I feel like Genesis has a lot of those stories that you learn about as a child, mm-hmm. but you don't always hear them like put together in, order, in that big yeah. picture, and. Um, Um, also looking at it from the perspective of like seeing God's character in Mm. every single story. Like it's not just about Joseph and his pretty coat, or it's not just about the animals on the ark. Like it's about who God is. Mm. And so Genesis was just, um, like Aaron said, I think it was one of my favorite too. I learned so much. It was a challenge, a huge challenge. And I was um, proud of us for making it through. Um, so yeah, go ahead and listen to this little clip from our Genesis series. All right, so let's start. This was a fun little challenge that I gave Casey. I didn't do it myself because it was too hard. So <laughs> <laughs> I wondered. I was like waiting for you to fill it in, and I was like, well, I guess it's me. <laughs> so can you summarize the whole book in Genesis in less than a minute? Okay, so this is a very rough summary, but but this is this is what I got for you. Okay. Okay, so God created the heaven and the earth, and he heaven and the earths multiple earths no just one earth <laughs> already got a problem here okay god created the heaven and the earth and then um and he creates adam and eve and they sin in the garden um shortly after that we have the first murder murder and basically sin takes over the whole world and so god sends the flood to destroy the world but he saves noah's family and after that we um go into the tower of babel where people are 
and basically congregating together and trying to build this tower up to God. And God says, "Uh uh-uh, none of that. So he disperses the people. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. I just like to Uh -uh. picture God saying, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And so um, then we see um, the story zoom in on this family, on Abraham's family. And God makes promises to make him a great nation, to give him many descendants. And so after many, many years of his wife being barren, he... um, she gives birth to Isaac, the promised child. And then Isaac grows up and he gets married to Rebecca and he has twins, Jacob and Esau. And um, Jacob then marries Rachel and Leah. And between Rachel and Leah and his servants, <laughs> he has 12 sons, one of which is Joseph. And he is the favored son, and his brothers don't like that. And so they throw him into a pit and sell him. But through God's sovereignty, he ends up the top dog in (laughs) Pharaoh's palace. And um, when a famine comes to the land, he is in charge of food distribution, and the brothers come and need him. And um, after many years and many different things, they end up wrecking, or Joseph actually reveals, who he is and we see this restoration in the family and we see that Joseph basically saves the um the whole nation of Israel mm-hmm. and um yeah that's the story of Genesis that was two minutes but I'll, I'll let it slide ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was good that was good I feel like there's so much there is I tried it's to hit so, the high point yeah I feel like you did a good job you did a good job <laughs> Yeah, I like it. All right. So let's let's go with this question. What is um, something you learned about God? Because that's kind of the emphasis that we've been encouraging you guys as we as we study to really look for God first. So that would be a good place to start. What's something you learned about God through this study? So, so much, so much. And Aaron's going to hit on some of the things that I also learned. But one of the things that stood out to me um, is just his immutability, which means that he never changes. And just seeing how he's the same throughout not only the book of Genesis, but mm-hmm. throughout the Old Testament, I mean, the New Testament as well, and even today. And um, just a reminder that he is the only consistent being that we can rely on like people in our life are going to let us down Mm -hmm. over and over and over um our family our friends our children like everybody they're going to let us down but God will never let us down Mm -hmm. and he is the same and just thinking about the fact that he was he's the same God in the garden as he is in 2019 that Mm -hmm. just blows my mind but I feel like I was reminded of that over and over and over as we were studying Genesis that's good that's good so I put um that that God is always good and he is always sovereign. And um, I think the reason that stood out to me is just how encouraging that is, that there's not a second of the day. There's not a day in a week. There's not a week in a month. There's there's no time where God is not in control and that he's, you know, he is always knitting all things together. I mean, we especially saw that through, well, through every story. Um, and that I was just being really encouraged by this as I was reading other books and things like that where I, I heard this um, – Quote by Sproul in one of his books, it says, it is not until we understand who God is that we adequately understand who we are. And um, that that's just, I think, really helpful in reminding us to look for these attributes of God as we read. But then also in those two, in specifically that God is good and that he is sovereign, is that we don't understand our ourselves without comparing 
ourselves to God. And mm-hmm. so Genesis was a really good place for us to see these attributes of God in order for us to more rightly understand who we are. And um, we, we are able to see that sin that was in Adam and Eve is also in us. Oh, yeah. So this next clip is from our Advent series this past year. And when we were preparing for Advent, we wanted to do something unique and take a different perspective on the Advent season. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and have a listen to this clip. Casey and I thought it would be really neat for us to kind of walk through not just the steps leading up to Jesus's birth. I think sometimes we focus so far in when we think about Christmas Mm -hmm. that we will, you know, just do Luke one and two or just walk up to when the shepherds heard about Jesus or, you know, zone in, which is great. That's a wonderful thing, but there's a lot of places already doing that. So what we thought we would do is we would zoom way out and, and just kind of look at what is, Christmas mean in in light of scripture? Casey, you said it in a really pretty way. Will you say that again? I think that's similar to how I said it. I said, what does Christmas, Christmas look like in light of scripture as a whole, the whole story of scripture, the creation, fall, redemption, glorification? What does Christmas mean in each part of that? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to spend a week talking about each of those. And, and our heart behind this was kind of to just like we said, remind ourselves of what is the point of Advent and, and put our hope in that. But we also, you know, we are big fans of biblical literacy. And we just think that sometimes we might be missing parts of the story because we're so zoned in on one part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even as we're preparing for this, I was realizing like, well, I've never thought about Christmas in light of that. Or like the mm-hmm. passages that Jesus is telling the disciples, all of scripture is pointing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, that's, why we're doing this because all of scripture is pointing to Jesus. And so we can't just take, you know, Jesus's birth outside of the story of Jesus and say, this is what Christmas means. The rest of it doesn't have any meaning on Christmas because that's not true. There Mm -hmm. is no this part and not this part. It's all one grand story. So it's going to be, um, kind of a high level, not high level. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Not high level no. as in like smart, right, but like right. high level as like in like zoomed out. Zoomed out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we yeah. only have four weeks and we have only one week to talk about each of these, yeah. you know, creation, fall. And, um, but we will point back to some previous episodes that mm-hmm. might be helpful as we go that you can go back and listen to. And then, you know, some other good resources that we think would be helpful. Yeah. One of the books that was really helpful in preparing for these episodes is called The Drama of Scripture. Um, we've heard, talked about it a few times on the podcast before, but it does a really good job of this this whole biblical theology or this meta-narrative of Scripture. And it's reminding us, like we said, why we're doing this, this style of Advent. And, and what he says in this book is that the Bible provides us with the basic story that we need in order to understand our world and to live in it as God's people. So that's kind of in summary what we're trying to do. Yeah. What does it look like for us to live out Christmas mm-hmm. as God's people and understand what that means on our lives and how we relate to others and how we relate to God. Um, we need the whole story of scripture in order to do that mm-hmm. faithfully. Knowing the whole story of scripture just changes so much. I remember when we went through the Angie Smith seamless study mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, it just, it rocked my world. Like to see the whole story put together mm-hmm. as one and how everything points back to Jesus it changed a lot for yeah. me. Yeah. So I really do encourage you, if you haven't um, really looked at 
the story of scripture as a whole. Um, this book that Aaron has, the drama drama of scripture is good. The Angie Smith seamless study is good. There are several There's good resources. One that's really good too. Another good thing that I mean, this is actually Angie Smith. She says it in Seamless. Reading through a children's storybook Bible, like mm-hmm. the Jesus oh, yeah. storybook Bible, like reading through it, that gives you a wonderful overview of scripture because mm-hmm. it's just so important to see the story as a whole instead of little individual stories. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So probably my second favorite, or this might be tied with Genesis, but my other favorite series we did, it's really hard to choose favorites. I feel like it's like choosing favorites of your kids. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, But (laughs) one of my other favorite series was um, the series we did called Who God Is. And this was fun for a lot of reasons because we don't typically do interviews. We typically walk through books of the Bible. But in this series, we did have a lot of interviews um, and we got to hear who God was not who God. Okay. Let me rephrase that. We got to hear from different people, um, what God was teaching people about himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, one of those episodes was about how God is immutable and Casey and I always laugh because we're like, we didn't really know what that word no. meant no. <laughs> before that series. <laughs> um, and we got to interview my sweet friend, Evie. Um, she, has been a part of my family since I was seven. Our family's homeschooled together. Um, like both of our parents would homeschool all of us kids and they're, um, from England. Evie was actually born here, but, um, she's just such a sweetheart and she works for crew and it's, it was just a really great conversation. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the whole thing, but here's just a fun little clip. So how does this attribute, um, that God is immutable, how does it kind of, like you're saying, correlate with the other attributes, like his um, infinitude and his intimacy, intimate nature and his goodness and all and all the other attributes you think about when you talk about God? Yeah, oh, totally. Um, well, the, when I think about this question, I think of um, this quote from uh, this British guy, Charles Spurgeon, um, <laughs> and he says, <laughs> i got to keep it in the, the British family, um, <laughs> he says, <laughs> Take any one attribute of God, and I will write Semper Edom on it, always the same. Take any one thing you can say of God now, and it may be said not only in the dark past, but in the bright future, it shall always remain the same. I am Jehovah, I change not. And it's not so good. It gives me chills. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And just a little plug, we will link it in our show notes, but um, Aaron's sister actually sent her a um, link for a podcast where they just, they basically read Spurgeon's sermons. And so we listened to this sermon that this quote is from, mm-hmm. and it was so good. So we'll be sure to link it because it was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love that it's like, yeah, I think in saying that um, God's immutability builds on the other attributes, I think it's better to flip that and say that all the other attributes of God are built on immutability. Because um, if we start with the fact that God's character cannot change, then every way that we define his character is that much more like reliable and worthy of praise. And like his goodness, his intimacy, his infinitude would offer zero comfort to his people if we were wondering – like, could, could that change? Could that, you know, be different at some point? And he would not be, like, a trustworthy God or a God we could call our rock if his attributes were subject to change. So I love that it's, like, 
yeah, we can trust that all the other attributes are not going anywhere because of this one. So this next clip is from one of the really, really early episodes that we did. When we started the podcast, we um, we really wanted to just define some terms. Mm-hmm. So we talked yeah. about what is biblical literacy? What is theology? Why does it matter? How do we practice it? We talked about the gospel. How do we apply that to our lives? And then we had a really fun conversation where we brought in um, – three different women who are in different seasons of life, college, um, mom of teenagers, um, and then empty nester. And we got to kind of just hear how all of these things, biblical literacy, theology, the gospel, um, what it looks like in their different seasons. And it was a really, really um, just insightful and grace-filled conversation. Yeah, this was actually the episode in which I learned the term immutable. Oh, like we talked about earlier, uh-huh. Ashley uses the term immutable, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, what does that mean?" Like I was like, "I don't <laughs> you know can't what that mute means." Him, like you <laughs> yeah. can't put him on silent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like Aaron said, like this was just a sweet conversation. So in episode five on theology, we discuss what it looks like to live in the tension of deepening our understanding of theology, but also remembering that our salvation is based on our faith in Christ alone. So what would you say it looks like for you to balance these two ideas? Ashley, we'll start with you. I would say having your identity rooted in Christ is, um, for, for my walk has been the most important because when my identity is rooted in him, his word and who he is always defines me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm not rooted in my identity in him, then I'm not with his word and other people define me. And mm-hmm. so what I, what I wrote down for um, that, I was like, this is, I thought this was really good, but and what I'm is what I'm doing in order to receive an identity, or is what I'm doing in out of the identity that I have mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. That is good. And so for me, that's um, living in the tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a a perfect way to think about it is your identity, mm-hmm. because if you have your identity, you're not worried about balancing or anything like that. You, you know who you are, you're on your solid foundation. And so you can live in the fact that yes, my salvation is sealed, but I also Mm -hmm. want to get to know the Lord more. So I understand what that means for Mm -hmm. me and how it can define me. Mm -hmm. It's good. That's good. What about you, mom? Well, I think today theology is really important because our culture is like trying to change God's word basically. (laughs) And it's unchangeable. It doesn't change. It's the truth. And I think it's a very slippery slope to go down, just like you with that song. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll say something, and you're like, if you don't know, or you haven't studied theology, or you haven't studied God's word, you might say, well, maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. No. You know, yeah. it's only what's in his word is what's truth, and it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, that's really good. I feel like we see, we're seeing that a lot in our culture of this idea um, you know, love, 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 love without really rooting it in scripture. What does it mean? And all that. And we mm-hmm. kind of alluded to that on the, um, the previous episode, but I think that's a good point is you have to have, um, our pastor always says you have to have your plumb line. Like yes. where is your plumb line? Your plumb yeah. line has to be in the scripture. Um, and we talked about that as far as catching counterfeits, you're not yep. gonna be able to catch mm-hmm. counterfeits mm-hmm. unless you know the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what about you, Abigail? Well, I was recently study- studying first Peter 
And um, in that, it talks about being um, called to be holy um, in First Peter 1, 13 through 21. And that to me, like, I just was realizing, you know, once you're saved, that is enough. And like, you're secured in the kingdom and like, it's happening. Your eternity is secured. But at the same time, like if we know and love God and have an understanding of the gospel, why would we not want to be obedient and love mm-hmm. God in the ways that he's called us to be mm-hmm. set apart? Um, it's extremely hard for me, especially in high school, um, just dealing with a lot of that love, love, love. Mm-hmm. Like something that I've been learning a lot is that love is not acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, love is a choice. And I think that that has been so crucial in trying to explain that to people, but come from a way that's not offensive. Um, just kind of letting the Holy Spirit take over those conversations, but um, just definitely being set apart and knowing him more, mm-hmm. um, just setting in stone that theology and understanding like where your beliefs rooted, are rooted in. Okay, and this last um, clip is just really, really special because when you start a podcast, you don't realize how much you're going to, first of all, bond with your co-host. Like Aaron and I have been friends for a very long time, but um, this has been an even more bonding experience, but you don't realize how much you let other people into your lives. And so um, the people that listen to our podcast weekly, they they become like family, you know? And um, so one of my favorite moments over the past two years was when we got to announce or when Aaron got to announce that she was expecting baby Reed because he um, is a gift that we prayed for for so long. And so that's just a little sweet personal moment that we wanted to share. My like big exciting news from the summer is that I'm going to have a baby. Yay! More applause! (laughs) (laughs) And it's a boy, and his name is Reed, and uh, yeah. How far along are you? I am 22 weeks. When's he due? In case people can't do math. Uh, December 3rd. (laughs) December 3rd is his due date. December 3rd. Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. We're so excited. A lot of prayers. Yes. Lots of waiting for this baby. So (laughs) we're very excited about that. This was so fun. It's, it was just so awesome to see the way God has used different people in different conversations. And, and some of them I kind of forgot about, you I know, know, I did too. After doing a hundred episodes. Yes, yes. So we pray that this was an encouragement to you and that, um, something kind of caught your attention and you want to go back and listen to that whole episode. So next week we are going to have kind of our first episode in this season. Um, we're going to talk about a fun partnership that that we have the privilege of um, joining into this fall and we are also going to recap our summer and what God has been teaching us through the past few months so join us next week if you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and most importantly share with a friend The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.